I want to thank our amazing sponsor today, the Academy Therapy Wisdom. If you're a therapist, counselor, social worker, or in any helping profession, this is for you because this is specifically designed to elevate your practice. The Academy Therapy Wisdom is more than just an educational platform. It's a vibrant community. They offer an expansive range of trauma training courses, workshops, and seminars led by some of the most esteemed experts in our field. We're talking about instructors like Janina Fisher, who brings a wealth of knowledge on trauma, Frank Anderson on trauma and spirituality, Deirdre Fay, who specializes in attachment theory, Darren Young, an expert in multicultural counseling, and Julian Taylor, who dives deep into neurobiology and memory reconsolidation. But what sets the Academy of Therapy Wisdom apart is its commitment to practical, real-world application. You're not just absorbing theories. You're learning from real-world scenarios and case studies that you can directly apply in your practice. Plus, they have a growing selection of self-care programs just for you. And because you're a valued listener to this podcast, the Academy of Therapy Wisdom is offering a free gift of two teaching dialogues between Dr. Frank Anderson and Dr. Janina Fisher. So go to therapywisdom.com slash trauma podcast. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your practice to the next level. Go to therapywisdom.com slash trauma podcast or click the link in the show notes to discover what the Academy of Therapy Wisdom has in store for you. The Center for Healing Trauma and Attachment, or CADA, founded by the visionary Doreen Hills, is dedicated to providing innovative and compassionate treatment for those seeking profound healing. CADA's mission is clear, to offer driven, passionate, and cutting-edge therapeutic approaches that not only heal trauma, but also address the needs of the soul. They believe that true healing goes beyond symptom management and is about restoring wholeness. So whether you're an individual seeking therapy, a provider, a therapist looking for training, or a member of the community in need of support, CADA offers quality and affordable trainings tailored to your unique needs. To learn more, visit chtainc.org. That's chtainc.org. All right, today we have another episode from the archives with one of my incredible guests. Enjoy. Welcome back to the Trauma Therapist Podcast. My name is Guy McPherson. My mission is to help trauma therapists be their incredible selves, to be human, to be real, not just a clinician. I'm a big believer in who we are is more important than what we know. And this requires cultivating authenticity, genuineness, and vulnerability, and that requires intention. You can learn more about my courses and workshops by going to the thetraumatherapistproject.com. That's the thetraumatherapistproject.com. Let's get started. All right, guys, welcome back to the Trauma Therapist Podcast. My name is Guy McPherson. Super excited today to introduce my guest, David Carr. David, welcome. Thank you, Guy. I'm a big fan, and uh, I, I love your podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Appreciate it. David's written an expose titled, We Can Overcome an American Trauma. As a boy, David heard the stories of what his father endured as a young boy, fists appearing like unexpected rain, kicks in the side, and nails in his skin. But David's father never set a hand on him. The cycle of abuse, however, wasn't broken. David suffered mental and physical abuse from the people that were supposed to protect him. As an adult, he realizes now that his continuing mental anguish was self-inflicted. In challenging himself to see his life in a new way, David realized that the story of his childhood trauma didn't consist of what happened to him, but rather 
the way he responded to what happened. This realization set the stage for him to embark on a transformative journey, one that began as a terrified child, but has since included him as a mixed martial artist, the vice chairman of the Joyful Child Foundation, as an advocate for children's rights nationwide, and he, David himself, has built two successful international companies. He lives on a Southern California ranch-style home with his wife of 20 years and three children. David, again, thanks for, so much for taking the time to do this. I, I uh, was reading your book, and you know, I don't read every book that's sent to me. Obviously, there are a lot of books, but this one was like, you know, geez, so intense, but like a flaming, uh, what arrow through the heart, man. <laughs> so as a way of an introduction, welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much, Guy. I'm, 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 like I said, I'm, I'm a huge fan and, uh, I'm so happy to be here and, uh, uh, I hope I can, uh, at least help one person out there, uh, that has a, a similar type of story. Yeah. So let's, um, let's start off with a quote here. Uh, I know you have something you want to share to kind of set the stage. What do you, what do you want to share with our audience? Well, you know, uh, I, you know, I'm, uh, I, I've, I, I've had a very good life. I have a, a beautiful life. I've been married for 20 years. Um, I live on a beautiful property with a lot of animals and I have three healthy kids that are uh, very successful and, and, and all in, in private schools, uh, all three teenagers. And so that, that can be very challenging. Um, <laughs> But my goal was to raise happy, healthy kids. Um, uh, and uh, so, you know, I never talked about my past. I never uh, discussed it with my wife. Um, she uh, she had never seen me cry in 15 years. Wow. It was just something I ever, never talked about. And uh, as I was looking around uh, at my, my own children and how happy and healthy they were, and obviously they deal with their, their struggles and challenges, but... You know, I started looking a little bit back at my own past and, and, and thinking, you know, I, I, I think it's a story I need to tell. Um, uh, um, you know, I, I had a uh, I grew up in a family that, uh, you know, my father was an alcoholic. He was a, a grifter. If you know what that is, that's somebody who really doesn't have a job and goes around and uh, kind of um, uh, uh, talks people out of their money and. Uh, so we probably lived in about uh, 22 different homes growing up. Sometimes it was seedy motel rooms. And um, I was very, I was very ashamed. I was always very ashamed of it. And so I kept my past very, very quiet. And then uh, my father was uh, put in prison uh, for quite a long time. And I was a 10 year old boy. I just didn't know, you know, what that, where he went. My, my mother never told us. And so it was a, it, it was quite frightening growing up. There were just no boundaries. Uh, uh, um, my mother refused to get a job. Uh, and so we were, we were kind of living off other people's monies or uh, uh, with the help of relatives or, or friends or, or, or pretty much sometimes begging on the street. Um, and so uh, within that framework, you know, like I said, there's just there's there's no boundaries. So it, it opened the door to a tremendous amount of abuse uh, from uh, a lot of different people. And I put examples of different types of abuse. I picked predominantly three different types that that, that happened with me and the trauma that resulted uh, throughout my life and and uh, really kind of uh, solidified itself and and uh, put me into a breakdown in my my uh my early forties. 
And really what triggered that was looking at my own children and, and, mm-hmm. and seeing how healthy they were and how happy they were. And, and uh, looking at them, it really dawned on me that uh, I had to look back at my own childhood and, and, and uh, come to terms with it. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's so many questions I want to I want to get to. I, I do want to um, give you the opportunity to share your quote. I think it was a Winston Churchill quote. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah let's, I, let's dig into that. Well, I, you know, I put that in the front of my book because uh, I, I wanted to, you know, by writing the book, I really wanted to inspire every child, woman and child that, that, that has been, uh, you know, physically and sexually abused, abused or, or, or mentally abused, that there is hope for them. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not a doctor, but I, I see myself as kind of a professional survivor. Um, um, and so the, uh, the, the, the quote that I use in the front of my book was a quote by Winston Churchill uh, that says, continuous effort, not strength or intelligence, is the key to unlocking our, our, our potential. Never give in, never, never in nothing. Never yield to force, never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy. Winston Churchill. Mm-hmm. And, you know, how I apply that quote to, to, to my life and my growth and my healing is that, uh, you know, when you, when, you, when you make the decision that you've, you've had childhood trauma and, and, and you want to get better, uh, it's going to be a very large mountain to climb. I mean, you have to take the first step and it's going to be a long fight. Uh, but is it worth it? Yes. It absolutely is. And I, you know, I think I'm living proof of that. And so, uh, um, so, so that quote has, has, has driven me in my life to be, uh, raise, uh, have a successful marriage and have three successful te- uh, teenage boy, uh, uh, kids I have two, two sons and one daughter. So and, you, uh, I'm sorry, so you, you were going through this, this experience, uh, of your life. You talked about your father and then the, the, the abuse from different angles that happened to you. Um, at what point was there a point, um, where you were getting any help of any kind? Yeah. You know, I, 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 I wasn't, I didn't seek out the, the help of any professionals. Um, the, the interesting thing is, you know, as when you, when, when you are a child and you're born into a family, I actually have a, a chapter on it that, you know, children are empty canvases. And so you only know the environment that you were brought up in. And that being the case, uh, believe it or not, Guy, I, I as much as uh, the uh, mental neglect, uh, physical abuse, sexual abuse that took place, uh, when you're a child, you, unless somebody tells you, you don't know anything's wrong. And so it really took becoming an adult and backing off and seeing, like I said, the health of my children and realizing that, uh, you know, I, I, I had to, I had to take a look at, at, uh, what happened within my childhood. So was, you said you were 40 when things started to shift for you or let's talk about yeah. that period. Yeah, one yeah. Of the, yes. One of the big inspirations was, is, um, uh, my wife started getting involved in charity work. We wanted to start giving back to the community because I'd, I'd started two international companies. Uh, my first one, uh, I grew for 10 years and then I started another one. And uh, we realized we had to start giving back to the community. And uh, so she got involved with uh, a very new organization, which was called the Joyful Child 
Foundation, which was started, uh, I think, two years before by Aaron Runyon, uh, whose daughter, Samantha Runyon, at five years old, was uh, taken and uh, molested and murdered. It was it was a very big news 16 years ago. Samantha would be, I think, 16 years old today. So this uh, was without your wife didn't know anything about your past. A correct. Okay. A correct. Okay. That's correct. And she just gravitated into that. Wow. And uh, uh, she worked for for years with it, and and uh, <laughs> won uh, uh, um, won an award with them for a volunteer of the year. Wow. And uh, one day we we got to be very good friends with uh, Aaron and Kenneth, uh, Samantha's uh, parents, uh, who started the organization, and. Uh, we went out to lunch, and uh, they talked me into being on the board. And uh, after four hours, <laughs> and what I realized was that uh, the foundation was in in in, in a lot of trouble, <laughs> uh, uh, just from an infrastructure standpoint. Uh, the people on the board, the people running it, and they really didn't have a, a direction. And uh, you know, I. Uh, I met with them and uh, several times and 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 was very confused and realized that you know I don't have anything to offer, but maybe one of the things I can offer is that I am an entrepreneur and I do know how to uh, take things from nothing and grow them into to to something larger and and so today we we're we're so excited because uh, uh, we're absolutely exploding. Part of that is because of what's happening on the news media with uh, mm-hmm. bullying and sexual abuse. And last year, I believe we trained uh, 25,000 kids K through 12 within the school districts, uh, 10 days of training, two hours a day, a program that teaches them uh, how to protect themselves. And our ultimate goal is to uh, have this uh, federal legislation passed um, by the president or through Congress to have this implemented in every school in America Wow! so, so that these... Uh, uh, so what we're seeing in the media right now, uh, people, uh, women and children understand their boundaries and don't have to deal with this. So right. uh, that inspired me uh, to talking to Aaron to, to write down my story. And uh, so that's what really inspired me to, to write the book. So how were you able to contain, you said you, you weren't, you know, you didn't get help, uh, quote unquote professional help when you were younger. Um, how, how did you go about managing? I mean, it sounds like you were really successful, right? Quote unquote, again, I mean, yeah. Yes, guy, what, 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 that's a really good question. And so my, my way of coping was that I had, uh, uh, a hobby on the side and that hobby uh, was MMA martial arts. And, um, so I, you know, I brown so belts. Kick, kick an ass basically. <laughs> yes. Brown belts, black belts. And so what I would do is I would, I would spend a full day at work and I would go to a place I term in the, in the, uh, in the book as the lion's den. And it was a place where a lot of amateur and professional fighters got together and, and, uh, trained and, uh, we would, uh, fight and, 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 and beat each other up, uh, on, on a weekly basis. And so it was a very strange life, uh, being a successful entrepreneur, coming home, and my wife had had cocktails, and I'd walk in, and uh, uh, one of her friend's uh, martini glasses would drop because I, I had a broken nose, and there was blood all over my face. Mm-hmm. 
but but basically that was my therapy. Um, uh, uh, trauma survivors have a very difficult time uh, being in the present moment. And the moments that I was fighting, though I was terrified when I was fighting, mm. uh, immediately when I, I was punched or I threw a punch, it was like a an, an ecstasy to be tapped into the now, into the moment, because usually I was playing over and over my childhood abuse uh, in my mind, or I was thinking about the future of how to protect myself. As you know, trauma victims were, were hypervigilant people. And so that fighting was my, my therapy. Wow. I mean, there's, <laughs> it, it's, it's, you know, when I read your book, um, it immediately brought me back to an experience I had when I was working uh, for the county. I'm in uh, Northern California, and I was we were, I was working at this facility where we kind of assessed and treated kids who uh, were showing early signs of psychosis. Mo- many of whom, most of whom, had experienced trauma. And you know, part of the job was getting these calls from teachers, parents, therapists, whatever, you know, talking about their kids. And inevitably, you know, you run down the list of what's going on and it's, there's always trauma. There's always, for the most part, there's abuse. And I just got to this point, it's like, what is going on? You know, how, what is going on? And your book is, I mean, I can't imagine the courage it took to put all that down. To me, it just seems so damn courageous. Oh, thank you, Guy. You know, um, uh, I guess, you know, it's, it's interesting uh, you say that because, you know, many people, uh, my friends, uh, employees, um, you know, I guess from the, the general public standpoint, I would be seen as a, you know, a, a highly successful man. I guess I'd be seen as an alpha male. And so to, to write it down, uh, it took a tremendous amount of time and a lot of courage. Um, I, I really, uh, I'm not tooting my horn, but, you know, to get it down was very, very difficult process. In fact, I spent two years actually editing it. And, and part of that was uh, during that time, I, I had to go seek therapy from a, a therapist, uh, Dr. Stephen Elkis, who's, who's, who's a wonderful therapist. And, and he worked with me uh, in uh, uh, trying to get around the idea of exposing myself to the public in this way to say that, yes, I, I was abused. I, I, I was neglected. I was hurt. And uh, one of my, 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 my biggest fears was for my children to someday read the book um, and so, yes, it was an absolutely terrifying process. I'm, I, I'm still scared. <laughs> Did it or has it, um, how, how has it impacted your relationship with your wife and your kids? Are you ready to become the best version of yourself 
Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support, and it is 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. No more worrying about finding the right provider or scheduling appointments. Cerebral brings it all to you whenever and wherever you need it. To get started on your path, towards better mental health, Cerebral is giving you, the Trauma Therapist Podcast listeners, 15% off your first month of online therapy, medication, or both. Get started by going to Cerebral.com slash podcast and use the code the Trauma Therapist. That's Cerebral, C-E-R-E-B-R-A-L.com slash podcast, and don't forget to use the code the Trauma Therapist to get 15% off your first month, make 2024 your best year yet. Offer only valid on monthly plans, other exclusions may apply. Please see site for details. Going Inside is a new podcast on a mission to help you heal from trauma and connect with your authentic self. Hosted by licensed trauma therapist John Clark, this show explores trauma healing through the lens of internal family systems therapy with detours into EMDR, somatic experiencing, and much more. Tune in for enlightening guest expert interviews, immersive solo deep dives, real therapy sessions, and soothing guided meditations. Head on over to johnclarktherapy.com slash podcast or search for Going Inside with John Clark on your favorite podcast platform. Once again, head on over to johnclarktherapy.com forward slash podcast or search for Going Inside with John Clark on your favorite podcast platform. You know, that's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, I, I think it's still an, an ongoing process. Um, you know, I, I did, uh, <laughs> I did have some, some, some wonderful, uh, uh, daddy daughter time. Me and my, me and my, my 16 year old daughter went out to lunch one day and my wife, uh, uh said, you know, you should, you should probably tell her about the book because at some point she will, she will see it, and I will have to have that discussion with my my two sons, who are younger. And as we were as we were having lunch, I I said, uh, you know, I said, Chloe, uh, you know, there's something Dad wants to tell you, and you know, we have a wonderful life. You're 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 a beautiful little girl. You're happy. You're healthy. But just so you know, I you know, I had a very difficult childhood, and my goal in life now is to go out and help people. Uh, to help trauma survivors, especially kids with childhood trauma. And um, I said, there's, there's a message that needs to be given to the world, and that message is that nobody has the right to hurt a child. Um, and so I wrote down my story, but my story's difficult to read, and if you'd like to, you can read it at some point, but I preferred you waited until maybe you were over 21. And, you know... And she's in her own world and happy. And she, she listened to me. She looked me in the eye and she understood. And her response was, I'm so proud of you, Dad. I, if you can help other people and you can help other kids, you did the right thing. And then what was interesting is the next thing she said was, hey, let's after after this, let's go get an ice cream. <laughs> the, discuss, the discussion was over. What I realized in that moment, I immediately called my therapist. I called uh, uh, some wonderful people that are that are in, in, in the trauma world. 
uh, trauma therapy world. And uh, I, I, I let them know her response. And they said, my God, you know, Dave, she's a healthy, happy girl. You know, um, you know, it's, uh, you, you know, you and your wife did a good job. And, uh, and I realized that, that at that moment that, uh, you know, it, that we could turn a really kind of what looks like a negative thing in, into a wonderfully positive thing. And so, um, and so that was, it was a difficult process and, uh, I still have to get to my other two sons, but, uh, mm-hmm. but I think it's going to have a, a positive, uh, effect on our lives. <laughs> well, what a, what a beautiful little story. That's so awesome. You're <laughs> just to share that with your, 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 your young girl. Um, <clears throat> What's it been like for you? You know, I'm thinking now about uh, the listeners of this podcast that are uh, therapists or or, uh, therapists with experience who are maybe just starting to learn about trauma, trauma care, trauma treatment. Uh, Survivors listen to this podcast. Parents. What has it been like for you? You know, you've, you've spent a lot of your life kind of managing or, or addressing your past in, in certain ways. Now it seems like you're doing it in a, in a, what could you say, a more intentional way or different way? How has yeah. that shift affected you and impacted you? Um, gosh, guy, uh, let's see. Well, you know, um, in, 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 after when I, I, I did have a breakdown in, in, in my, in my forties and when I did, and, um, I was getting involved in the joyful child foundation. When you um, say, can I, can I just, what do you mean when you say breakdown? What, what happened? Well, you know, um, when I started looking at my own children, when they started getting older, I saw how happy and healthy they were. And I guess the pressures of life started hitting and I decided to really look back on my childhood um, I, I did have somewhat of a, a nervous breakdown and that's when I actually did go to seek some uh, therapy and deal with my trauma. Um, but, uh, but, you know, uh, writing down the story during that time, uh, I guess it was probably, a, 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 an eight year period. Uh, and, you know, uh, reading all the books I can, uh, taking all the information I can, talking to as many people as I could, attending seminars. Uh, I worked with uh, Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, who, who performed DMDR on me. And, you know, after doing that, in the process of, of writing the book, uh, when the book was finally finished, um, I uh, kind of the, the shift from the healing process and then going out with the intention of, of wanting to help other people um, and encourage them to, uh, especially women and children to protect themselves and then, and then deal with their trauma. Um, it feels very empowering. It really mm-hmm. does. It's, it's a, it's, it's a wonderful thing to be able to have worked so hard to, to, uh, to feel healed and then, and then to give back. And I, I think I, I wrote something about that, uh, towards the last chapters of my book where there's in the healing process, you know, Part of healing is, you know, uh, uh, that continuous effort, uh, like the Winston Churchill quote, but then also setting boundaries with people. But the final thing is you, you have to give back and, and uh, not just for other people and other trauma survivors, but, but also it, it, for yourself. Uh, it, it's something that will, will uh, 
you know, healing is, um, it's an ongoing process. Uh, so, um, it's, uh, in order to facilitate that process that, that uh, of being healed, it's important for me to go out and help other people. Mm-hmm. Were there, or are there, um, qualities or aspects or, or, or things for lack of a better word that, uh, you feel, you know, the listeners, maybe the, the therapists or the counselor or social workers, whomever who are listening need to take to heart, you know? Yeah. Yes. You know, uh, you know, uh, I, I was very, very fortunate that, you know, the first therapist, uh, I found was, uh, like I said, a Dr. Stephen Alkis, and he's a, a cognitive behavioral therapist. And uh, he he gave me a very safe space uh, to work out of. And I, I, I and that was where I, I really had the chapter about boundaries. And, and you, they really have to, I, I would think, create that safe space and build a trust. And I know we're all eager to go out and, and uh, you know, heal people right away and our intentions are wonderful, but it really takes being in that safe space, listening, understanding, and giving it time. And so I do know with trauma victims that uh, it can be a very, very difficult and long process. So we get triggered very easily. You have very hypervigilant people uh, within the boundaries of, of, of your room. And uh, it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope. It's like walking on eggshells. I would imagine for a new therapist going in there and, you know, not knowing what, what, what might trigger, uh, this woman who has been abused. Um, you know, I have certain mental triggers and I have physical triggers and, uh, somebody with very good intention could come and put their hand on my shoulder. And, uh, uh, if they touch my, the left side of my neck, that's a trigger for me. And I could jump through the roof and not come back mm-hmm. for a month. So these, the, the, the therapists are, are so well in, in intentioned and doing such a great job. But I would just say that, you know, it, it, be very patient. Uh, it, it takes time. It takes time. And, you, uh, you know, you say create a safe space. Um, what, 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 what did that mean for you? How, how did you know? How did you feel? When did you feel it was a safe space for you? Oh, boy, that's a, that's, that's a good question. Um, you know, I, I, I believe guy, I've been working with him for, um, oh gosh, at least 15 years now. Mm. And after 15 years, um, we started doing this little exercise, uh, uh, just, uh, a couple of weeks ago where he said, Dave, I'm going to try this exercise. He goes, I would like to crack the door open about six inches uh, as we're talking here. And I want to know from a one to 10 scale, how does that make you feel? You know, because he knows that I, I, I am hypersensitive to what's around me. I'm, I'm always ready to jump like an animal uh, at, at any uh, thing that might hurt me or some injustice out there. And he said, he, so he broke the door open. He said, what's on a scale of one to 10? What's your, what's your fear level? I said, I, you know, uh, I'm, I'm at a, I'm at a seven. Uh, I'd prefer if he closed the door. And, and so it's been this thing back and forth Mm -hmm. where, you know, after 15 years, you know, he's, he's just starting to open the door a little bit so that (laughs) 
I, I can be heard, which is a wonderful metaphor for me opening the door to uh, my story to to the world. And uh, it, it, it hasn't quite opened uh, to a foot yet, but we're working on that guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. And it's, it's awesome. I, it's awesome. I just love talking to you. You know, it's just to hear everything you've gone through and, and how you're, I don't know, dealing uh, with with uh, this whole, with your life and with your kids and your family is, it's inspiring. Oh, thank you so yeah, much, Guy. It really is. Um, like I said, I'm, 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 I'm a huge fan. You're doing some fantastic work and I'm, 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 I'm so excited to be with you here. Well, I appreciate that. So let's um, uh, talk about any, up, well, any books or a book uh, you want to recommend to our listeners, trauma-related sure. or not? Yeah, Ab- absolutely. You know, one of the books that really helped me, and I think is just, you know, uh, it was uh, when I, when I, when I, my my therapist first gave it to me. Me being a, uh, a kind of what looks like a uh, an alpha male tough guy, he gave me this book called, you know, uh, uh, the courage to heal. And I was like, uh, you know, I was like, Steve, this this book is is for women. <laughs> and uh but as i read through i was like it, it it has wonderful stories of different women in different situations that have gone through uh mental physical and sexual abuse and um and and it was so helpful hearing their stories knowing that you know people had stories like me out there um that and and the realization that my gosh from this book i realized you know you know um uh, one in three women is sexually abused before the age of 18. One in six men is sexually abused before the age of 18. Uh, you know, if this was a, if this was a disease, uh, the CDC would put the, the country into one, one fifth of the country into triage. Mm-hmm. And so people need to start speaking up. And uh, so the courage to heal was just a wonderful starting point for me. Um, uh, another book I would recommend is uh uh, because with my, my, my trauma came a lot of uh, terrible obsessive compulsive disorder. Um, OCD for me um, was personally a, a, a very difficult thing to deal with, but it, it really helped me in the business world to get things right. And I think that that helped me to, to become successful. Um, but one of the wonderful OCD books, it's kind of a OCD and trauma for dummies is um, <laughs> a book called Brain Lock by Jeffrey Schwartz. And so, so that was incredibly helpful. And I, I do have to mention as a third book, my, my, my good friend, uh, Dr. Bessel van der Kolk, uh, whose uh, uh, book came out, I think, last year called uh, The Body Keeps the Score. Oh yeah, um, which is uh, a wonderful book, and I, I think I think Bessel uh, uh, really had the intention of of reaching out to more of the public. Um, I know his last books have been very much for the uh, uh, the, the psychotherapy world, and so uh, I'm, I'm so happy for Bessel that his his book has has uh, been successful. He, when I worked with Bessel, he did say he was going to possibly have our session in the book and that wasn't in there. So I was very disappointed, but I love Bessel to death. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. We got uh, the courage to heal, uh, by Ellen Bass and Laura Davis. Uh, yes. number one brain lock. Um, uh, number two. 
Jeffrey Schwartz, yes. Jeffrey Schwartz, and then the body keeps the score, but Bessel van der Kolk. Um, yes. all, everything here we're talking about will be uh, listed up at the show notes page at the traumatherapistpodcast.com. So what's what's next for you, uh, David? What uh, you're, well, on a, you're on a mission? I'm absolutely on a mission. I am on a mission uh, with, uh, along with the Joyful Child Foundation and Erin Runyon, who's coming out with her book uh, probably in the next six months, uh, to get federal legislation passed so that every child can be trained in America in every school, K through 12, uh, so that we can end child abuse mm. in this country. Um, and then we'll work on the rest of the world, but that is, our <laughs> and, uh, we, we finally have the template to do that. Uh, we, we have implemented the brave program over 12 years. We've had teachers, doctors, uh, uh, people in many, many fields look at it and it is now working and there's a huge demand for it. Like I said, we trained over 25,000, uh, children last year, you know, I'm vice chair of the joyful Ch- child foundation and, it looks like we might be signing the deal with uh, Boys and Girls Club, which which is very very exciting right now. And I think when I wrote this book, I I, I really thought it would just kind of go into obscurity. And and now that I have a lot of people very interested in it, uh, I think because of of the uh, the Me Too movement right now, mm-hmm. and uh, it's wonderful to see this happening in our lifetimes. I I think we're going to look back at this time a hundred years from now. And uh, it's going to be like uh, uh, Rosa Parks on the bus. You know, she mm-hmm. she she said no, and uh, it's time for all of us to say no to anything that call, causes childhood trauma. No. So, um, so I'm very excited about uh, the book and its its release coming up, um, um, which uh, should be in the next uh, six months. Uh, uh, I I can get a copy to people. They email me through uh, uh, americantrauma at gmail.com. And um, uh, we are on uh, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And that'd be uh, uh, at Facebook at America's Silent War. Okay. Again, I'll have all those linked up at the show notes page. Um, David, thank you so thank much, you, man. man, for taking the time to do this. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you and talking with you and uh, it's so inspiring. Uh, I, I appreciate it. Thank you, Guy. I'm a big fan and thank you so much for having me. All right, man. Take care.